הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתוקענו כל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש שמשר בארץ המה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו רב נחמן נובעים מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגה נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותם תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם צדיק ועודו תורה סדר זין עצרנו בגרסייל so let's hop right into it ויבן השם אלוקים את הצלע אשר לקח וכולי ויביאה אל האדם that he took, as it says, from the man into a woman, um, as it says over there, and he brought her to, uh, to the man, to Adam. Okay. Basically, that from Adam's rib, he created Chava. And he brought Chava to Adam. One says, that God gave her an extra measure of understanding. And another one says, That he braided Chava's hair and he brought her to Adam. This is the Gemara Nida. The two opinions that explain what happened um, in reference to that verse. Okay. We're going to put that aside and come back to that towards the end of the lesson. says That the soul... Is very precious. And you need to be very careful and to guard it very much. Therefore, Rabbeinu teaches us that you need to be very careful when new honor comes to a person. Why? For honor is the mother of all living things. This um, phrase, as we see in Bereshit chapter 3, verse 20 over there, Kavod is em kolchai. It's the mother of all living things. Vehu shoresh kol nefeshot. And honor is the root of all the souls. Oshan nefesh mistaleket, he mistaleket in la kavod. And when the soul passes, it leaves this world, It where does it get gathered into? It gets gathered into honor. Shehu shoreshah, for honor is its root. Bifchinat, kavod Hashem yaasvecha, as it said in Yeshaya, the glory of Hashem will gather you in. Meaning, after you pass away, when the souls are gathered in, you're, glad, you're gathered in by the glory of God. That the passing and the gathering of the souls are within honor. For it's there, meaning it's in honor that it's its root. Therefore, when new honor arises in a person, you need to be very careful and to guard yourself. Because perhaps that honor is coming to you in order to make you pass away. So that your soul could leave towards its glory, which is the root of the soul, as we said above. But the measure of goodness is greater. And therefore, in most instances, the honor that comes to a person is actually for good. Meaning what? When a new soul comes to a person, it comes in clothed within honor. So actually, when you receive new honor, most instances actually because you're receiving an eshema and you're receiving an efesh, not that your soul is being taken away. So that new soul becomes enclosed within honor, which is the mother of all living things. So Rabbanu tells us that when new honor comes to a person, in the majority of times it's actually for good, meaning that this soul new soul that's coming to a person is being um, um, brought to a person within or garbed within honor. And the principle is this, that honor is the root of all the souls. Rabban is repeating that. We have to understand that it's very important. Honor is the root of the nefashot. 
ועל כן לפעמים בא כבוד חדש האדם בשביל להסתכלות איזה נפש חס ושלום כדי שתזדק לנפש על הכבוד כנ"ל. אבל על פי רוב הכבוד בא הכבוד לטובה, דהיינו שבאה נפש חדשה לאדם על ידי זה הכבוד שהוא שורש כל הנפשות כנ"ל. So רבנו gives us these two instances. Sometimes new honor comes to a person in order that his soul leaves him, God forbid, so that the soul can be gathered in and passed away um, and be brought back to its honor, which is the truth. But in most instances the honor is good, meaning that a new soul is coming to you and it's, being, it's coming to you within or enclosed within this honor. For this honor is the root of all the souls. Therefore, you need to be very careful to accept honor with great holiness. And what does it mean to accept honor with holiness? For God's sake alone, for His name alone. For the honor is the root of all, is the source of all the souls, as we saw above. So, we have to be very careful and to accept it only for Hashem. And you must see that glory has a face. Because through uh, the desire of eating, when a person falls into this desire, this lust for eating, eating too much or when the food is not properly rectified, etc., whatever it may be, then honor is blemished and it has no facet. has no face. Because it says in Yoma, um, I bet Yoma page 72 side 2 over there in Rashi it brings this idea that the table of a person is the crown of kingship so we see that the table of a person is actually honor because what's Keter Malchut crown of kingship Malchut kingship is the king of glory we see that kingship represents glory. And if we're saying that the table of a person is this glory, is this kingship, then we're saying the table of a person is this glory. For kavod is an aspect of um, uh, kingship. So when a person blemishes in eating, then his honor, then he blemishes honor, and that honor has no face. And I hid my face from them, and they will be devoured. This concept of eating, this concept of food, um, or when a person has to eat, meaning when he falls into his tabat akhila, then God hides its face. Then kabod has no facet. That through the desire of eating, God forbid, Hashem hides his face. But through minimizing eating, when you break your ta'ava for food, through this, you're lifting up uh, the face of Hashem. You're actually gaining favor. That Hashem shall lift up His face towards you. It says over there, How can I not lift up my face to Am Yisrael whenever I, whenever, whenever I say in the Torah, and you shall eat and you shall be satisfied and you shall bless. But Am Yisrael are so stringent on themselves from an olive's worth to an egg's worth, meaning that they're so precise on themselves on eating even to that um, small measurement of an olive, an egg, etc. Meaning that they make a distinguishing between these two things. So Hashem says that basically He actually raises His face towards us. He brings His face back into revelation when we don't fall into Tabat when we eat in minimal 
amount. Nimtza, we find that the shibuta batachina shemedaktikim mikazad batkabetza. We find that through breaking the desire for food, for eating, meaning when we're on, when we're strict on ourselves from literally an olive's measurement to an egg's measurement. Through this, God's face is um, God's face rises. And this is the aspect of what it said in Yechazkel. He spoke to me. This is the table that is before God. It says before Hashem specifically, meaning meaning the panim, the face of Hashem, meaning the shulchan of a person determines the face of Hashem. If the shulchan is in holiness, when a person eats little, then he'll be able to raise God's face. If not, then Hashem's face goes into hiding. Meaning, this is the shining of the face. Through what? Um, on account of one's table when he eats in holiness. Rabbanu adds on another element. When we blemish in the desire of eating, and whenever we blemish this honor, and this honor has no more face anymore, through this, the brazen-faced people get more strong. Those people who are bold and have um, haughtiness. Meaning that glory has fallen. Which we said above is Then those brazen people of the generation take honor for themselves. Brazenness is a kingship without a crown. Why? For the crown of Hashem has fallen. Because we blemished Tavat Achila and because Kavod has fallen. So now, the Azut has taken it and, um, um, sorry, they have a kingship but it's without a crown, it's without Keter, it's without this um, true Kavod. Meaning what? When there's no aspect of kingship, Meaning when the shulchan is not in holiness and it's not in perfection, then what happens? The brazenness, the brazen people of the generation get strength and the brazen people, what we were referencing, is the kingship without a crown, without um, the kingship of a crown, as you saw above. Why? For their table isn't complete. And this is why it says in Yeshaya that the dogs are brazen. They are never satiated. They're never satisfied. This concept that the, the dogs, because they are brazen, they don't have satisfaction. What satisfaction? This is um, not Tavat Achilat. Whenever you're able to eat and you're able to have limits. But no, no satiation is a sign that um, your table isn't complete. And that means that there's brazenness. Meaning what? Why there are no satiation? Because they have Tavat As it says in Mishle, that the belly of the wicked is lacking. For they do not know how to satiate themselves. This is why it says in the verse, they did not know satiation. They are never satiated. And the opposite of this is that the tzaddik, as it says over there in Mishle, the tzaddik eats to satisfy his soul. So what happens whenever we don't? We don't um, um, eat in holiness. Then what happens? Um, we are a, we God forbid empower the brazen face of the generations which represent the dogs who are brazen faced. But it says in Gemara Sotan the generation the face of the generation is like the face of a dog, meaning why? Because 
um, the generation has fallen into Tabat Akhila. And this is why it says in the Pasuk over there. These are the shepherds who cannot understand. Meaning that these brazen-faced people become shepherds and leaders of the generation. For the honor has fallen to them. And they have all the honor. But when you break your ta'bah for food, in the aspect of what it says, that the tzaddik eats to satiate his soul, through this, the, um, there's nesiyut panim, there is um, um, grace, meaning that the, f the face of Hashem has risen, and now there's no more command and rule to these brazen-faced people. For their nourishment only comes from the hiding of God's face. But why does God's face go into hiding? When we fall into Tabat Akhila. So that's how they get their, their power. That's how they get their Kavod. That the Kavod falls to them. But if we go back and we are able to minimize our Tabat for food, then what happens? Hashem's face is, um, is brought back to its uh, proper stature. And he raises his face towards us, and then we are able to take back the kavod from these haughty people of the generation. Um, meaning, because these brazen faced people receive their nourishment from the desire for food. This is why it said in They will abide sated, or they will rest in satiation. He won't be visited with evil. Meaning what? He will rest in, in satisfaction. This is the tzaddik who eats to satisfy his soul. When he does this, when a person is in this aspect, that he eats only for his soul, not for the tabah of the body, this, that, then he won't be visited with evil. Because there's no authority, there's no command to those who are evil in the generation. Meaning to those brazen-faced people. And God forbid when it, when that kingship and that honor falls to those brazen-faced people, as we saw above, as Tzedek, then it turns into the aspect of Tzedek, strict justice. We're going to see here this awesome concept. The Malchut, the Kavod, turns into the concept of Tzedek, strict justice. Ki o tzadik For the letter of the Tzadik, is Yudnun. Why? Because the letter Tzadik, we're going to see the letter that's the letter Tzadi, that Yud, you're going to see the letter Tzadik is built up of two letters, the Yud and the Nun. The Yud, which branches off the Nun towards the right, and then the Nun, which is, um, you can see there, look at the, look at the, the, um, the image of the Tzadik, you're going to see the Yud and the Nun. The Yud, which protrudes off the, the back of the Nun. And we see that the Yud is turned away from the Nun. Why? For the Nun is Malchut. How do you know Nun Malchut? Look in lesson 1, we saw this. And we see, Rabbeinu brings up the same verse. Before the sun, Yinon is his name. Yinon is a reference to the Mashiach. Mashiach is Malchut. So we see that Yinon, Shemo, Yinon in his name, is his name. Yinon is Yud Nun. As it's an awesome thing. So we see that Malchut is this concept of Yud and Nun. Um, 
Um, meaning this is what what happens. Um, this is what happens. Um, sorry. Um, whenever we fall into Tabat Achila and the brazen face, people take this Malchot and this Kavod, Malchut and this Kavod, that God's face goes into hiding. That the honor doesn't have any more face. So we see some awesome, awesome stuff Rabban was teaching us over here. This idea that the letter Tzadik, the letter in itself is comprised of two different letters, the Yud and the Nun. The Nun is this concept of Malchut and the Yud is facing away from the Nun. What's the Yud? It's the face of Hashem. So what are we teaching us here? That the Malchut of Hashem, which we said is Kavod, above, the Kavod Malach, uh, Melech HaKavod, we saw earlier. So the, we're saying that the Malchut of Hashem, which is Kavod actually, is actually being turned away from God's face, meaning God, God's Kavod has no face. The, or the Kavod doesn't have any face anymore. Why? Because we fall into Tabat Achila. And that Kavod has been given to the brazen-faced people of the generation. So that Kavod has no more Panim. So this is what happens, that when Kavod is brought to those brazen-faced people of the generation, that Kavod is no longer called Kavod anymore, it's called Tzedek, strict justice. And this represents a letter Dalet. Rabbi is going to go through the, some of the letters of the Alebet now to teach us something beyond amazing, these great rectifications he's telling us here. That this is the aspect of the letter Dalet. Why? For the Kavod and the Malchut of Hashem, has been diminished and impoverished. Nidaldela. Nidaldela comes from the word Dalet. Dalet means Dala. Dala va'anya. Impoverished. For the Kavod has been impoverished and has fallen to the, the evil side. Shehena azef anim kanan. Which are these brazen-faced people of the generation. These haughty people. And this represents the letter Kuf. So we see, Rabbanu is going through the letters of Tzedek. You have the Tzedek. You have the Yud, which is protruding away from the Nun to teach us what the Kavod of Hashem is not in its kavod, sorry, that the face of Hashem is not, um, the face which represents the Yud, is not present within the kavod of Hashem. Then you have the letter Dalat to show us that the kavod has been impoverished. And then now you have the kuf, spelling out the word tzedek. Now you have the letter kuf, meaning when the malchut and the kavod has been impoverished, he adam. it's like a monkey compared to a person. Meaning that what? The akuf is the letter he, except that the, the branch inside the letter he is extended. That the leg of the he is extended, and it's created a kuf. Meaning that what? The leg has extended down below. And what did it mean? That the leg has extended down below. It says in the verse, her feet descend down to the death. So we see that this is what, what's it saying about her feet? Whose feet are Malchut's feet. Malchut is all the way at the bottom. The Kavod. When Kavod's feet are taken to the way that they taken to the death, what's the death? The Sitrach Raviyon Kimi Mena. And the evil forces nourish itself off of that Malchut. For the Kavod and the kingship has fallen to them. There, that, at that time, whenever the Azepanim take that Kavod, then this is what, when the verse in Mishle is fulfilled, God forbid, that her feet has descended down to the death. Meaning that what? That the holy malchut, um, that the holy malchut must sustain itself by um, receiving from the evil forces. And therefore, therefore, when Am Israel need to do some sort of act, a forceful act. 
to ensure the survival of our holy religion. You need to accept strength and rulership. Sorry, you need to receive strength and rulership from the kingships of the um, other nations. This is why we see today. This is where it's come to. That in order to... Um, make sure that we can do whatever we need to for the survival of Am Yisrael and for the survival of the Torah and the mitzvot, that sometimes we need to go to the non-Jewish courts, etc., to pass laws and things like this. And this is because of what we just explained. When the Malchut falls to the Azifanim of the generation, then we have to go through them. But Rabbeinu is teaching us here at the letter t- why, the, why the Kavod is in the aspect of Tzedek. Whenever it falls to the Azifanim, why? For the Tzadik is built up of the letters Yud and Nun. The Yud facing away from the Nun, for Nun is Malchut, Kavod. And the Yud is the face of Hashem, the glory of Hashem. Sorry, the Yud is the face of Hashem. Meaning that the face of Hashem is hiding away from the Malchut. It's not there, it's not present. The Dalet teach us that Malchut and Kavod is impoverished. From the word Dala. And the Kuf is like to teach us that basically Malchut is mocked on. He get kof if Adam. It's as if it's a monkey um, in the eyes of a human. It's like a kof, I play on the word kuf. So we see here how this all ties together, how malchut and kavod is in the aspect of tzedek. Uh, tzedek. That's how we come up with that. That's how Rabbeinu teaches us this. And Rabbeinu teaches us that we need to elevate this honor, this kingship that has been taken by these brazen-faced people. And how do we do so? It's done through tztaka, charity. It says, tztaka saves a person from death. What's the death? That it says the legs descended down to death. The death of the sitracha. So we have to save ourselves from death. And how do we do that? Tztaka. Meaning, what do you need to do? Um, um, sorry. Meaning that through the tztaka, we're able to elevate and to save the malchut and the kavod. From the aspect of what we saw in the verse, that her feet descends down to the death, and tzedek tzedek and we create from the word tzedek into tzedaka. We add a letter hey. For tzedaka is actually five benevolences, five kindnesses. For tzedaka represents kindness. That tzedaka isn't valued in proportion, or sorry. That the, tzedaka, the only way tzedakah is valued is in proportion to the chesed within it. Shenemar, as it says, Zir'u lachem chesed. Sow seeds for charity, for, for tzedakah, for charity, and you'll reap in accordance with your chesed. chesed. And you'll reap, basically you'll reap the rewards according to the chesed in which you gave. And through these five benevolences that we're talking about in Tzedakah, um, um, through this we add a letter hey. And this is the language Rabbeinu uses. What's Sheba? This concept of the hey as well. We see over there in the Gman Sukkah. That the Tzedakah is in value in accordance to how much Chesed is in it. How much you give, etc. Um, and with that, you add the letter hey. And now send me tzedek tzedaka. Um, when you have these five benevolences, you add the letter hey. And then when you add the letter hey to tzedek, you create tzedakah. And this is why in the Torah it's mentioned five times tzedakah. Um, these uh, five mentions of 
five um, times when the tzedakah is mentioned in the Torah, and then the five chasidim corresponding to the five benevolences, which represents tzedakah. This is why it says in Yeshaya. Who raised up one from the east? That called forth justice wherever he set his foot. Who raised up one from the east? What did he say? It's this concept of Zera. And what does it say in this verse? Of what does um, Zerah also have to do? It has to do with the east. From the east I have brought forth your seeds. Or your, sorry, your offspring. Your offspring. But from the word Zerah, which is these, this sowing that we're talking about. So he did Tzedakah comes from the east. We see that Tzedakah comes from the east. Bechinot, as it says in Hoshea, Zirhu ulachem li So for yourselves charity. Through this, you create the verse. You bring into into illumination this part of the verse that um, uh, meaning that justice was called forth wherever he set his foot. Meaning that through tzaka, tzedek calls forth its legs. Meaning that tzedek no longer um, allows its legs to be brought down to the death; it raises its legs up. From the death, as we saw above. Your strict justice will go before you. This is connected to what we just explained. Meaning now Tzedek is able to walk. Why? For Tzedek has raised its feet. For walking. Sorry, or uh, the feet or the legs are the vessels for walking. You cannot walk without your legs. So now that the legs have been called up from the death, which is the Sitracha, meaning that the Kavod has been taken back from the Azepanim, the generation. Now it said they can walk. And now it has the hay with it. And this is why it says, and it shall go before you, meaning before you specifically. Meaning why? Because now you have Panim, the Kavod has Panim. For the Kavod and the Malchut has been elevated to the light of the face, as we see above. What Rabbeinu is teaching us here is beyond, we can already see in this lesson, how Rabbeinu does this most amazing, amazing stuff. And let's continue. When you elevate Kavod and Malchut, then you're able to take out honor from the side of the evil forces. So we see here that whenever we raise that kavod and we bring that kavod out from the evil forces, up from, um, from among the brazen-faced people of the generation, and that kavod returns back to the understanding in council, as we see in the verse, those who are understanding in council, which is the opposite of the falling of kavod to those brazen-faced people. Why? How do we know this? For we said about the brazen-faced people that they are called um, they are shepherds who do not know, have understanding, do not know understanding. But here we're giving back the kavod to those who are understanding. Now we are returning that kavod to those who are understanding in council. Therefore, when that kavod goes back to those who are understanding, at the beginning, their rule encounters strife, argument. That those people who have understanding have to go through machloket first. 
For the essential nourishment of those enemies comes from the people who have understanding, from the mind, basically. It says in Dvarim, the enemy is exposed from the head. Meaning what? That the enemy tries to expose you from your head, which is the mind, the wise people. Meaning from the mind in the from the brain in the head. From there, all the enemies and all the um, the ones who are trying to ambush us are um, being revealed. For in the mind there is excess. That from this excess of the mind um, emerges the hair. That hair is actually. Um, a physical manifestation of that excess stuff in the brain. From the hair, actually the enemies draw nourishment. And they draw nourishment until all the excess of the mind is consumed. And then they have no more nourishment and then they fall. So we see that actually the, the evil forces try to draw nourishment off a person's hair. This is why men should always keep their hair short at the top. For it's an aspect that you're giving actually grasp to the sitracha when you keep your hair too long. For they try to grab onto excess hair. So the less you leave, the more that you're able to kill the klipot. And this is the aspect um, of what it says, um, I believe in the Idra Rabbah, maybe. That um, that being elderly causes baldness. Um, because in the mind of the elderly scholars, it is quiet and settled. Why? For there's less excess within the mind of those who are um, older, meaning an elderly scholar. Meaning what? That the mind of those elderly men are pure and clear. And they don't have any excess left in the brain. This is why their hair falls. For, the, for actually the clipot don't draw any nourishment from their hair. Um, this is why the, the separation between enemies. This is actually, this greatly adds to their continued existence. Um, for they um, literally consume until they consume all the excess of the mind. But whenever that mind, sorry, or whenever the excess is completely finished off and the person's mind is clear and it's pure, then the enemies fall, for they don't have any more nourishment. But through that separation that they have, Meaning when enemies are not together, they are separated from each other. They actually don't have um, strength to uh, nourish themselves that much. And they nourish themselves little by little. This is why they actually last longer. Until they are finished from completely nourishing themselves from all the excess. So an enemy separates themselves from each other. Each and every person has to draw their own nourishment. It takes longer. And this is why we see that the enemies, even this final galut, is taking that long. For everyone is their own entity and they're all trying to have their own um, 
there's separation between the enemies, etc. But whenever the enemies come together, they, they draw much nourishment. Then they draw very quickly all the excess and they fall very quickly. This is um, the aspect of braided hair that is found in people that we call kaltinis that the world is afraid of cutting them off. What do we mean by this? It's hair, I think, that has split ends, if I'm not mistaken. The world doesn't want to cut them off. They only want to make it fall on their own. I know, meaning what? When there's too much excess in the mind, then it's natural within the nature of a person that there's um, many matted hairs that come out. So that they're being tangled together and they're joining together. These hairs um, enables them to draw and consume much more. And those evil forces are able to nourish themselves of the excess, um, the the much excess that is within the mind. Um, this is why we do not cut off those split ends or these hairs that get tangled together. Um, before their time, for they are able to damage the brain. Um, because why? Um, extraneous elements are left over. Since there were there were no like um, matted hairs to to be um, nourished from. This is the explanation of what we saw in the Gemara Nida, the beginning of this lesson, that one of the explanations for that verse we saw in Bereshit was that um, it's coming to teach us that Hashem gave her an extra measure of understanding. Why Bina Yetira an extra, yetira, an extra measure of understanding? Meaning, what's Yetira from the, mot, from the word mot, Motrot? The excess of the mind. And Bina obviously has to do with the brain. This is the excess of the mind. That from there, um, all the hairs draw the nourishment that the, the se'arot of a person's head draw nourishment from uh, the mind from the excess of the mind and from the hairs are where the enemies draw nourishment and this is what it says and one says that Hashem braided Chava's uh, hair that's the other opinion in Hanuhach Meaning, Rabbeinu is teaching us that they're actually one opinion. They're not arguing. For Rabbeinu summarizing what we just taught us. That through the excess of the mind, the extraneous elements of the brain, which is this extra measure of understanding as we saw in the opinion, in the Gemara. From this comes braided hair. Meaning that what God braided Chava's hair. What's braided hair? This idea of um, the hair is created these tangled hairs and uh, the hairs in general are um, created from the excess aspects of the mind for kavod represents chava chava is from that rib of Adam Arishon and chava we know is the mother of all living things so just what we see chava is the mother of all living things kavod is also we saw above the mother of all living things this is why it's in the verse in Shmuel Aleph. 
Let him cast away the soul of your enemies. The soul of your enemies, he shall cast away. He can enter from the word braid. But this time it's casting away into the hollow of the sling. What's This is reference to the braided hairs. Meaning whenever the enemies join themselves together, through which they are defeated. Um, as we see. So this is why we do not cut off those braided hairs, those hairs that get tangled together, because actually it represents the concept of the enemies coming together, which actually defeats them off quicker than when they are separated. So if we try to separate those braided hairs, we are allowing the enemies to separate themselves and to draw nourishment slowly, 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 lengthening their period of rulership. And then, when that new honor comes to a person, and in that new honor is enclosed a holy soul, as we saw above, a person must see to bring birth to that soul with ease, without um, difficult birth. For honor is the mother of all um, living things. And the soul that is enclosed and garbed within that honor is like a fetus within the womb of his mother. And sometimes, God forbid, when there is a difficulty in birthing, then the mother and the father, sorry, then the mother and the fetus can both pass away. And what's the mother and the fetus? The mother being the um, the kavod, and the fetus being the soul. Or sometimes one of them passes away according to how difficult the childbirth was or that birthing of the soul was. And you have to see that that soul is birthed with ease, without difficulty. And afterwards when the soul is birthed, you have to bring um, growth to the soul. And these two aspects, meaning the birthing of the soul and the 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 growth and the mature the maturation of that soul is created through fear and sorry the way you bring birth and growth to that soul is through fear and love which represent the two hands the great hand and the mighty hand for birthing comes through fear as it says, trembling sees from there like a woman in her in her childbirth. Meaning what? So we see that fear is this concept of the birthing of the soul. And after that soul's birth, then we're able to bring maturation to that soul. To uh, mature the soul through love. Um, as we see it says in the verse Bereshit these are the offsprings of the heavens and the earth when they were created so we're going to Rabbeinu is going to play on the words Behi Baraam when they were created what's Behi Baraam when they were created this is after the creation and the birth meaning after the soul's birth then we were able to raise it to maturity through the concept of Avraham who represents love who represents the right hand as we know Avraham is this concept of love and Avraham is when they were created is actually this concept of Abraham to, to bring 
maturing to the soul through Avraham, love. Kamuvaz is brought Hanu Kanan, as we said above. This is what it says in Divrei Yamim. Ve'atam Moshe b'Kol, you rule over everything. Hanu b'Chinat Hamemshara ve'Malchut b'Chinat Melach Kavod Hanan Shesham Menubash Nefesh. Meaning what? This is the rulership, the kingship, which is Melach Kavod, is king of glory. As we saw above, Shesham Menubash Nefesh, that the soul is enclosed within that Malchot, Malchut, that Kavod. It says over there in In your hand there's strength and mightiness. And in, it's in your hand to give strength to all and to, to make great and to give strength to all. Meaning what? This represents the, the two hands. To, um, to bring that birth and to make great. And in your hand there's strength and this represents the mighty hand. Um, um, the mighty hand. This is the hand of fear. The fear that brings it into birth. And it's in your hand to, to bring growth and to strengthen. This is the great hand. That through these two hands, one is able to bring birth and to bring growth to the soul that is enclosed within honor. And this is why we give tztaka when we read the words in tefillah um, before Az Yashir, and you rule over, th- over everything. This is why we give tztaka at that time, specifically at the word bakol. Because what did we say earlier? That through tztaka we're able to elevate that glory and that rulership. Look how Rabbeinu ties everything together here. And this is why it says in Eyov that with my honor constantly renewed and my strength replaced in my hand. And my strength replaced in my hand. This concept of what? Meaning whenever there's a new kavod chadash, a new glory that comes to a person, kavodi chadash, you see in the verse, then you need to replace and remove the hardships um, through the concept of the hand that we saw above the Yadak Dola and Yad Hachazaka. And this is what it says, and my strength replaced in my hand, meaning through the hand, one is um, able to remove the difficulty of that birth. This is the substitution of the name Vav. If you take the letters right after Aleph, Hey, and then Yud, and Hey, you have Bet, and Vav, and then Chaf, and Vav. The Aleph is replaced with the letter right after it. The Hey is replaced with the letter right after the Yud. After with the letter after it and the hey with the letter after it, you have bet vav and then chaf and vav. Which is in the numerical value of yadcha, your hand. Meaning through which the birth transpires through this hand that we talked about, Kedua, as is known. Rabbanu says, look at the kavanot of the Yarizal on to understand deeper what Rabbanu is even telling us here. Sometimes the soul is tired. Sometimes the soul is tired for the fact that it was far away from its mother, which is kavod. And you need to bring it back to life and to bring it sustenance and to heal it through cold water. 
Mishle, Maim Karim, Al-Nefesh Ayefa. Cold water upon a tired soul. Meaning that a tired soul is healed through cold water. How does one soul get tired? That Rabbanu teaches us the soul is distance from glory whenever we do not pray with a heart. When we pray without heart. As it says in Yeshaya, his lips honor me but his heart is far from me. Meaning the heart is far. The nefesh is far from the kabod. Whenever your lips are there but your heart is not properly Within the tefillah, for the the intention of the heart, the meditation of the heart, concentration of the heart is the soul. It says in Tehillim, to you Hashem I lift up my soul. And what did Rashi say? What is I lift up my soul? I direct the intention of my heart, meaning the soul is this concept of the heart. So we see here the libori chakmimani is idea. That the soul is far from me, meaning the soul is far from its root. But whenever the heart is far from the words of prayer, then what happens? The soul, which is the concept of the heart, is far from glory. As we see in the verse, that his lips honor me, but his heart is far. Then the soul becomes tired through this, and you need to heal it through cold water. And Rabbeinu teaches us that cold water is received through thunder. And how do you receive thunder? When you give kavod to an elderly person who forgot his studies. That be very careful um, to honor and to be careful with the elderly person who forgot his Torah. So Rabbeinu teaches us through this, you create thunder, and uh, from that thunder creates cold water to bring vitality and life back to the soul, which was tired. For Rabbeinu teaches us that thunder comes whenever vapors and hot, um, and hot mists Come within the cloud and reach a state of excitement over there. And through that, the cloud bursts. And with that, um, the sound of thunder is heard. Look in Sefer Abrit. I believe over there it speaks about how thunder is created. Rabbeinu brings it down from there. And this function of the thunder, that through this water is dispersed to each and every place according to how much irrigation it needs, in its appropriate amount, according to what is required by each place, from the sound of your thunder, they rush away. It says over there in the Tehillim, they ascend mountains and they descend into valleys to the very place you established for them. Meaning what? So Rabbanu teaches us that the thunder is able to bring down water to the places where to each and every place where it needs to bring down irrigation to each and every place it needs. The same is true. Whenever you honor um, an elderly person who forgot to study, and this this forgetfulness is a concept of the cloud that cover over the eyes, 
when you give this person kavod, and and just to recap, sorry, before I move on, this shichecha, this forgetfulness, is the concept of the clouds covering the eyes, as we see in the Zohar Kadosh, this idea, this clouds, these same clouds that create this thunder, but we see here this um, um, these clouds, this forgetfulness that cover over the eyes of this. Elderly person. When you give this person kavod, and this kavod is the aspect of fire, that the honor of God is like a consuming fire. So we see that honor is like fire. So when you give back honor, which is this fire, back to the cloud, which is this elderly person, and he and it comes into the, the cloud, that fire goes into the cloud, or that honor comes back into the elderly person, it says in the verse, that the honor of Hashem appeared in the cloud, meaning when you give back honor to the clouds that cover over the eyes, then the cloud bursts, and through this, you create thunder, and it says in Tehilim, the God of glory thunders, God over the vast waters. That through this kavod, you create thunder as we see. This most amazing connection that Rabbanu is teaching us. Then vast waters emerge. Meaning then what happens? The elderly person's dat is restored, it's revealed. Through the fact that the cloud which was covering over the eyes has burst open. As it says in Ishaya, that the earth was filled with knowledge as the water covers the seabed. What's the water reference here? We know that the dot is given back to the, the zaken. As we see, but what about the water that covers the seabed? This represents the vast waters which are opened up through the bursting of that cloud. This represents the cold waters. Through these cold waters, one is able to bring life and create the soul. And sorry, bring health back to the soul. And through this thunder, one is, that thunder is able to divide the waters of that to each and every person according to what he needs. According to what each person needs, how much cold water he needs to bring life to his own soul. And this is the difference between the one who studies from within the book and to the one who actually hears from the mouth of those true tzaddikim. Because when you study from the book, you don't know the measurement, how much you need to study to bring life to your soul. But when you listen to the, when you're listening to the mouth of the tzaddik, then the mouth of the tzaddik, the tzaddik is able to bring an influx to you of cold water according to how much you need, according to your level. And through this, sorry, he's able to do this through the thunder as we saw above. And these cold waters are able to bring back life and to rectify the soul which was once tired through the fact that it was distanced from glory which is its root. And why was it distant from its mother? For the fact that we do not pray with the intention of the heart. For the wisdom which is taken away from those elderly people, meaning what? That elderly person who forgot his study that we saw above. This happens when we do not pray with um, our heart. 
ישעיה, מצוותיו קיבלנו דיבור רחק ממני. לכן הנני יוסיף להפעיל את העם הזה, הפלא ופלא, ועבדה חוכמת חכמה ומעולם צסתתה. לסוגה אצל ישעיה ובדר. With his lips he honors me, but his heart is far from me. Therefore, I'll continue to bewilder this nation with great bewilderment. And the wisdom of the wise men will, will lose, will fall, or will fill. And the understanding of those understanding men will become concealed. Meaning when the heart is far, when we don't pray with Kavana of the heart, then we are taken, our Chokhmah and our Bina is taken away from us. Therefore, when we give Kavod to this elderly person who forgot his studies, that through this you actually bring back and reveal his wisdom to him again. Through, through the concept of this thunder, as we saw, with this we are actually rectifying the blemish that we caused when we prayed without the concentration of the heart. We're rectifying that. Why? Because when we didn't pray with concentration of the heart, we actually caused that the wisdom of those elderly are taken away. Because now through the kavod that we distribute to these elderly men, that wisdom that once belonged to them then gets returned to them. Therefore, then, through this, what we just mentioned, with this, we're able to bring cold waters to bring life to one's soul. Why? Because that soul was once tired for the fact that it blemished in prayer. But now that we're giving kavod back and we're rectifying that blemish, then also we're rectifying the soul which was once tired. And this is why it says in Eyov that God thunders bewilderingly with. Um, Awesome voices with his awesome voice. Meaning that what? The sound of the thunder is able to rectify this concept of niflaot, wonders, bewilderment, as we saw above. That where does the bewilderment come? Because our heart is far. As it said in Yeshaya, chapter 29 over there, that the bewilderment comes whenever we do not pray with concentration. Because this bewilderment is an aspect of what? That removal of wisdom from those elderly people. This is why it said, Bekolon niflaot. Niflaot from the word hafleva fele in the verse in Yeshaya. Behold, I will add, I will continue to bewilder uh, this nation with great bewilderment and the wisdom of the wise men will fail, etc. as we saw over there. And through this thunder, one is able to rectify to bring back that wisdom as we saw above. And therefore, whenever we bring life to the soul through these cold waters, as we mentioned above, we're able to bring life to the bones as well. For the blemishing of the soul is the blemishing of the bones as well. And it says, My bones shudder with terror. My soul is utterly terrified. So you see that the bones, what happens to the soul is what happens to the bones as well, as we see in this verse. Because by the fact that we did not pray with concentration of the heart, with this our soul becomes tired, when our soul is tired, then our bones are blemished. Because a person needs to pray to feel the words of prayer within all his bones. May all my bones proclaim. Meaning that all your bones should be praying. And if they're not, that there's a blemish in prayer. But through those cold waters, 
that through these cold waters one brings life to the soul through this you bring life to the bones in the aspect of what it says the marrow of his bones made moist Yeshuke has been made moist how do you do that? through the concept of prayer bringing cold water to the soul sorry when prayer is in its perfection how do you do that? through the cold water whenever you give honor to that elderly person etc this is why it says in the verse that cold water is upon a tired soul and good tidings from a distant land. Shemua tova, good tidings, this is the voice of the sound of the thunder, which makes itself uh, heard good and loud. That it rectifies the distancing of the soul from its glory. This is why it says in the verse, good tidings from a distant land. This is the cold waters upon a tired soul. That these cold waters are created through the thunder, which are these good tidings. And why is it from a distant land? For the good tidings is able to bring joining together of that those two things which were once distant, the soul and the glory. This is why it says um, over there in Mishle, uh, in Mishle, I believe, that good tidings fatten the bones. Shmuatova referenced to that um, thunder that is able to fatten the bones. Why? For with thunder we're able to bring cold water and then the cold water just as it repairs our soul repairs our bones as well. That through these good tidings which are the aspect of thunder that from the thunder comes these cold waters which bring life and health to the soul. So through those good tidings, we're able to rectify and to fatten the bones. And it says the, the marrow within the bones it will be moist. This is why it says, fatten the bones, as we saw above, for the rectification of the soul, um, is the rectification of the bones as well. From the word, Ve'azai, um, as we see a few lines up um, right before the verse in Tehillim from those words up until here it wasn't recorded properly there's some things that aren't perfect here Rabbi Nathan adds in parentheses over there and on the days on the day of the first fruit what is the day of the first fruit? What is this? This is the birthing of the soul without difficulty in being in, in giving birth. Meaning when the soul is birthed easily. It says that she's in anguish like uh, she gives birth for the first time. Giving birth for the first time is this concept of difficulty. Is this concept of uh, anguish. So we see from this word from the same language of Bikurim this concept of um, difficulty in birthing here. This is also the word Bikurim also comes from the same language as raising children, raising the soul. And this concept of as one would grieve over the firstborn. Which is the difficulty in raising uh, children, etc. In this case, the raising of the soul. Um, it shall be called holy. 
proclaimed holy meaning this is the kavod which is called kodesh and it shall be sanctified within my honor um, calls to the legs it says um, just as justice um, calls out uh, to the feet that basically tzedek picks up its feet that are left out in uh, in the concept of mavet um, and it's raising it up so this is how we create an easy birthing as we see that the mafkira the bechor this is all the difficulties in uh, raising and birthing and in raising but through this concept of um <clears throat> Whenever tzedek is able to lift up its feet, we're able to bring um, an ease to that. Bezrat Hashem. May we have the merit to do so. And uh, this is the end of today. May we have the merit to apply this most awesome lesson. Bezrat Hashem.